Hi, moms. I'm Becca Carnahan. And I'm Marie Tremblay. We're two mom friends and career development professionals here to help you answer that big question. What do I want to be when I grow up? Just because we're moms now doesn't mean we're all the way grown up yet. I know I'm not. Me neither. And we want to give you permission to grow, change, and evolve as a parent and professional. By sharing real stories from real moms, including our own, we're going to help you navigate the motherhood identity shift, career changes, work-life balance questions, and more. Are you ready to keep growing up with us? Yes? Then let's do this. Welcome back, everyone, to When Mommy Grows Up for Episode 9. And this week, we're talking about Nora. Yes, we're going to talk about Nora. And Nora's story, again, might sound familiar to many of you who are very heart-centered, mission-driven folks, because Mm. that is Nora. And Nora is a mother of four. She is very busy. She has a household yes, of, of six bet. people. They even have a couple dogs. Um, so Nora's not messing around. She's got a lot going on at home. And not only does she have a lot going on at home, but she's also very connected with her extended family as well. She has been working at her family's nonprofit organization since she graduated from college. Okay. So she has been there, I think it's about 15 years hmm. in various roles, but she grew up with this nonprofit. It's uh, a nonprofit that focuses around um, helping animals. Mm. Um, so she always loved this work. She grew up with animals. She grew up with, as part of this nonprofit, and she's really committed to that work. Mm-hmm. So why did she think about leaving? Oh yeah, why mm-hmm. did Nora? Why did Nora come to my <laughs> door? It sounds like the perfect. <laughs> it sounds great. She yeah. she loves her family. Mm-hmm. She it's it, it's it's great in so many ways. We mentioned that Nora has four kids, right? And they are getting a little bit older. And uh, Nora and her husband have been thinking about future planning and college. college. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, as much as they might hope that some of those kids get a scholarship somewhere, um, they're not banking on it because in college is really expensive. So she, Nora and her husband have been talking about this a lot, about from a financial perspective, what makes the most sense for us. Um, Nora's husband works, um, he's, he's a teacher. Um, so he's been in that career, has, they've, he, he loves it. Mm-hmm. That's where he wants to be. Um, Nora also loves her job in many ways, but she's open to the idea of moving positions. Okay. So that's what they decided. And they decided that maybe if they're going to make a change, it will probably be with Nora's career mm-hmm. and looking for something that makes a bit more money. Okay. So that's the, that's the biggest thing for Nora right now is trying to make some more money. All right. So she's already established her baseline. Her criteria um, in that area was already figured out. So that's when yes. she knocked at your virtual door. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So like we talked about with Emma, Emma needed to figure out in our last episode, if you want to go back and listen to Emma, mm. she was trying to figure out this decision between staying at, at home with her kids or staying in her job. And one of the things we talked about was career criteria and a needs number around finances. Nora has her needs number. Mm-hmm. She and her husband have many spreadsheets. Okay. <laughs> um, they have their Excel documents. They've figured out from a budget perspective if they're going to have these college expenses coming up in the next five to ten years. It's still a little ways out, but 
they, yeah, they need to plan four kids it's so four it's kids one after the other yeah. so yeah exactly um they know what that number has to look like and nora works with the budget at this nonprofit. she knows that it's not in the cards mm-hmm. for her to stay there so she has her number but now she doesn't know what to do with it okay <laughs> i have this number what do i do from here so we need to start exploring some other career criteria with Nora. Mm-hmm. So where do you start with her? Yeah. So once we have the needs baseline, good to go, the next career criteria that I really wanted to talk with her about was around culture. And I refer to this as the people metric of career yeah. criteria. And the reason we're going there is because Nora is so mission driven. Mm. She loves this nonprofit work. She loves working with animals. It lights her up inside. So we wanted to still pull from that from a motivator's perspective, but also from a a culture perspective so that she could really have it on paper, what she's looking for, that she's not going to go work for a company that makes widgets. It's just, it's not going to work for her. (laughs) Uh, She's not going to be inspired. She's not going to be motivated. She's not going to be fulfilled. And she and her husband have committed to that, that she still wants to enjoy her work when she's doing this. Yeah. Having enjoyed it for so long, like she has to find something where she will thrive. Yes. Yeah. So she wants to be around people who are also mission driven. We include that as part of her career criteria. Mm. She wants to work within an organization that people truly care about the work and about the impact they're making on the world. If it had something to do with animals, that would be cool. Um, It doesn't have to be, Mm. but we did walk through what are some of the other causes that she cares about. And she's definitely passionate about animals, but it's also sustainability. She cares about education. So we put those into the, into the mix here around causes that she cares about that have um, that heart centered piece of her would still be there from a motivator's perspective and the people that she was working with. Mm -hmm. So that's one. That's one of the the career criteria that's on her list. The next one that we went to uh, was around the day-to-day and the skills that she wants to use. We pulled this a bit from the career sweet spot. Uh, If you remember, this is probably back a few episodes, but let me just do a quick little rewind uh, (laughs) on career sweet spot. That's the overlap between your, uh, your passions interest areas that you have, your skills that you have and the skills that you want to use, and your value add. Mm -hmm. Who's going to pay you to do these things? So we're doing a bit of career sweet spot work here with Nora. We're doing a a little bit of career criteria work as well. So with the day-to-day and the skills, we had to look at all the different roles that Nora had at the nonprofit Mm -hmm. and figure out what skills she actually really liked to use. We knew she was happy. Yeah. But why exactly was she happy? Was it just because of the mission or was it because of the specific work she was doing? So what was she able to pull out Mm -hmm. from all this experience? Yeah. So Emma did a lot of stuff behind the scenes for the nonprofit. She was really, really, really good. And it's probably because she's a mom of four. (laughs) Um, Logistics. Yes. Uh, logistics, organization, she knew how to make things happen. And when she said that, she was like, okay, but what does that really mean? If I'm good at organization, how do I sell myself as someone who's good at organization? Good question. Yeah. So we had to break it down a little bit. And 
other folks within the career clarity program have had the same question like okay i'm good at planning i'm good at organization but what does that really mean what's my secret sauce (laughs) behind it so we asked nora okay what well what makes you good at organization and what kind of impact does that organization ability Hmm. have so you tie it to results you tie it to results yep so we did some examples so at the nonprofit, she was really good at setting up processes for new employees who are coming in for new partners that they were working with she was the one who was saying okay where's what's the checklist what's the process that we're going to walk through onboarding someone whether mm. it's an external partner, whether it's an employee, what's our process? And so once she kind of talked that out a little bit more, it wasn't just organization. It was it was building processes. It was finding efficiencies. It was creating these really smooth lines of communication. So that was cool. It helps her articulate her skills too. Yeah. Yeah, so she it's got like a, working on her pitch. Yeah, <laughs> right oh, away. It is. It is. Uh, so she got kind of excited when she started realizing that it wasn't simply organization. There was other levels behind that. And then when we tied that back to impact, that was fun too, mm. um, because she could see, okay, because I created this really great process for our new corporate partners who wanted to kind of invest within the nonprofit who wanted to help us with our mission, we were able to raise so much more money. We were able to get so much more visibility in the community. Mm. So that was cool from an impact perspective. And then she also realized because she was really good at this, like this this partnership organization strategy piece of it, she had gotten exposure to a lot of other industries outside of the nonprofit world. Because she was a little worried that because she was... It expands her uh-huh. options. Yeah. Hmm. She was a little worried that it was only nonprofit. That was the only thing she could do. But when she realized she had actually partnered with corporations, she had partnered hmm. with companies in the technology space, companies who were in the consumer packaged goods space. She's yeah. Like, oh, that's interesting. I, I love your guidance on this because it prepares her for the exercise that she's doing of pulling her skills, what she enjoys doing, and the results. It's like preparing her resume, preparing her interview, preparing the way she can communicate and articulate what she did mm-hmm. in such a targeted way. That's It all ties back together. Yeah. And I think it also helped her see that there's not only one way to make an impact, because I know I felt this too, that I had this thing of like, okay, working for a nonprofit is the best way to be like a heart-centered professional. And if I were to go to working in a for-profit setting, would that make me like less of a mission-driven person? Mm. And I think she was struggling with that okay. a bit. And I've heard other people struggle with that too, that if I want to be like so mission driven, so impact oriented, it better be within a nonprofit because I shouldn't be wanting to get a big financial gain from this. But what you're saying is that you don't have to exclude this. You can take your your job to heart mm-hmm. with going outside the nonprofit. Exactly. It can still be mission based. It can. And if you look around, if you take some time to look around at other companies that have been coming out or been built over the past 10, 20 years, 
you're going to see a lot more mission-focused for-profit organizations. Hmm. It's not just Tom's, the shoe company, that was yeah. like the big one uh, that came out saying, yeah. like, okay, we're like we're donating shoes um, based on everyone that sold. They're not the only company that cares about mission anymore. I think they were hmm. a big front front runner in terms of setting this scene around mission-driven organizations. But there are so many more around in in the education space, in even in consu- consumer products um, that are giving back um, or working closely with nonprofits. Um, working in the the education space, there's a for-profit element there. Mm. And I'm not saying that you have to leave nonprofit to make to make money. You just need to know what your money number is. Yeah. Which and in her case, she did. She did. Yeah. And she did some, we started to do some research. We started to think about what are some other mission-driven organizations that are for profit. And then we use things like Glassdoor mm. <laughs> to find out such what a is a resource. Yes. Yeah, such a good resource. If you haven't looked at Glassdoor for salary information, please do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be every single salary range, but it's one really good resource for finding what are some salary bands at at these organizations. Another good resource is can be LinkedIn. And I say this because it worked out for, for Nora because she was located in California. Okay. And there have been some new laws that were passed mm. um, in California, in New York, in Colorado. It's starting to sweep. Yeah, salary uh, transparency. Sa- salary transparency, exactly. So when she was looking at job postings, and she wasn't just looking at job postings. We were doing a much more structured search behind the scenes of like finding these companies, building her network, talking with people. But she did use some job postings. Of course to identify what are some of these salary ranges. And it was super helpful for her to see, oh, I could be doing a, a partnerships type of role or an operations role within a, a mission-driven organization. It's encouraging for her to do that research too. Yeah. It expands her horizons. It really did. It really did. And that was, that was key for her. So it was, there was two, I think, I guess three big things here. One was knowing that she could work for a for-profit and still <laughs> be herself. The second was identifying her skills and seeing how they could translate to other types of roles. And then the third piece of it was the, the, the money. Yeah. One other thing that came up with Nora, and we had to kind of rein her in <laughs> a little bit, um, and we haven't even talked about this yet, but I think it's really important, is that when Nora first started this search, she was worried about the mission-driven piece of it, but she was also came in saying, well, I can do anything. I've worked in a, lo- a bunch of different roles within the norm- nonprofit. Mm. We hear that really often. Uh-huh. Because especially when they work for family businesses, like they do every single aspect uh-huh. of it. She wore a lot of hats. <laughs> yeah. um, she wore a lot of hats at home with her, her family and, and with her family business. Um, but you see how we were pulling out some of the, the skills earlier? Yeah, and that the, she wants to use. That she wants to use. Because mm. she also did some accounting um, at the family business. She also did um, some other like marketing work. She was their social media person for a while. But we haven't really talked about that um, as much because those aren't the skills that she wanted to use. They weren't her best ones. Mm. 
she could do it. But we wanted to pull out what she actually wanted to do. And Marie mentioned, you mentioned this earlier, that it was like we were crafting her pitch. Yeah. And because if her pitch was, oh, yeah, I've worked in a nonprofit and I can come do anything. They're like, I have no idea how to place you. Yeah. I don't know what problem you can solve. Like, I don't specifically can tie this to a result. It's it's harder to approach. It is. It is. So we, we had to move away from the... I can do anything, Nora, Yeah. <laughs> um, standpoint, which to be honest, yeah, she probably could do a lot of different things. She was very talented. But it doesn't mean that she wants it doesn't to. doesn't mean that she wants to or that, that she should. Yeah. <laughs> she should like really leaning into your your skill set that's going to solve a problem at a company. That's where you get more bang for your buck than saying, I can do anything. Yeah. And she still wants to thrive. She still wants to enjoy what she does. So yes. it's an opportunity for her. So speaking of opportunities, where can she find these opportunities? Um, there's a couple of resources I just want to throw out there for folks that I really like. We talked about Glassdoor for salary mm-hmm. and finding that, but I really like the website built in. And depending on where you're located across the country in the in the U.S., there's built in Boston, built in New York, um, built in San Francisco, and it's a really good resource for pulling a list of companies. And these could be for-profit or non-profit companies. Oftentimes they are earlier stage to mid-stage businesses. But you can do some searching on um, on there to find the companies that are the like those mission-driven organizations or mm-hmm. in the industries that you're interested in. Um, the Muse is another good place to do company search. Mm-hmm. Really like that. Uh, you can you can use LinkedIn as a tool to find organizations. Uh, depending on your industry too, you might go into some more industry specific job boards, but then not just look for the jobs, Mm. right? Look for the organizations, find those organizations that are well aligned with your, the mission that you're trying to serve and then go back and don't cross them off your list. If they don't have a job open, that's the perfect fit for you. Still include them on your list. Good point. And then see who you can reach out to and build relationships with. So just wanted to throw out a couple of those resources before we wrap here. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it's helpful to say like, okay, let me go to the Muse. Let me go to Built In and see what, what organizations are out there that might work for me. I'm curious about what happened to Nora. Where did she land? Yep. Um, so Nora did some great networking um, and had really powerful conversations with folks who are in, in the for-profit space. It wasn't, um, it was actually an organization that was in the consumer goods space, um, working with kind of in the animal, like I think it was around like food products. Okay. Um, but they had, they did a lot with nonprofits in terms of how they were giving back to the community. So she did some interesting work for them around identifying nonprofits to partner with, identifying community organizations to partner Mm -hmm. with and building processes so she was a little bit more on the um corporate social responsibility yeah side of this business uh but it was a really good fit for her she, financially and she mm-hmm. still felt really connected to the mission that she wanted to serve that's well, it was a perfect fit for them too that was the fit and she was able to put that money away for college which is what they were looking to do <laughs> so go nora Thanks for tuning in to When Mommy Grows Up. 
If you're interested in learning more about how career coaching can help you along your journey of growing up as a mom and professional, head over to beccacarnahan.com slash free training for a free training on how to land a fulfilling job you love without giving up the flexibility you need. You can contact us at podcast at nextchaptercareers.us if you have questions, comments, or want to share your story for some coaching on the show. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review and make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast platform. We'll be here every week with coaching stories and two mom friends in your corner.